0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles.
2: Coming up on NBA Today, five in a row for the Philadelphia 76ers and some huge games from Joel Embiid in the process. Big perk on the big fella's big weekend shortly. Plus, Steph Curry, he was in full Steph form against the Milwaukee Bucks. But why? The dubs are so electric at home and they're so atrocious on the road, we will discuss. And with March Madness bracket set, a special edition of Top of the Top, the best college plays from current NBA stars. We start right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. Champ Week, right? It dominated the basketball landscape over the weekend, and we are in the midst of the Tournament Challenge Marathon. But y'all already know. I mean, the NBA, it never sleeps. The countdown is on, my friends. There are four weeks remaining in the regular season. It feels like the time has flown by. So while you were at home, you were working on your latest NCAA tournament bracket, let's take a minute to just look at how the current NBA playoff picture looks. This is with 27 days to go. So we're keeping the bracket theme going a little bit here. But here's a look at the East. If everything holds true, you can see with Miami and the Celtics, the Knicks and the 76ers, Nets is the five seed, Cavaliers is the four, and then the number one. Milwaukee Bucks. You can see where all of this shakes out. Now I do want to bring in my friend who is a little bit of experience 10 times to be exact through the playoffs perk of all of the Eastern Conference teams that I just showed you. Is there one that you're looking at that maybe is trending up a little bit?
1: Well, Malika, this weekend I decided not to talk about wings and how spicy they are. (laughs) Damn it, we're talking about Philly cheesesteaks, okay? And we talk about Philly cheesesteaks, we're going down to Philadelphia in the 76ers because they've been balling out of control, led by the big fella, Joel Embiid.
2: Well, let's check out a little bit more from that big fella that you're talking about because the Sixers, they strengthened their playoff resume over the weekend. Philadelphia, I mentioned it earlier, league-best five-game winning streak thanks to Joel Embiid. This is what he did on Friday, big perk. This was against the Trailblazers. The 76ers, they trailed by as many as 21 points. We picked this up late in the third. Watch Joel Embiid gets the big block there. The Sixers getting out in transition the other way. Tobias Harris, full head of steam, can't quite get it to go. Tyrese Maxey cleans it up to make it a 10-point game in the city of brotherly love. But the comeback, it didn't stop there. Joel Embiid... All gas, no breaks. slams it down with the right hand. 11-point game with five minutes to go. Time and score. Joel Embiid going to work against Nurkic. Gets it to go, fading one second left, time to spare. The Philadelphia 76ers get the win. But if you thought that Joel Embiid's big weekend would stop there, you would be sorely mistaken. Let's keep it pushing. Go ahead to Sunday, yesterday's game. In case any of you all were busy with your Oscars parties, this is what happened. The Philadelphia 76ers, they were in action against the Washington Wizards. We're going to pick it up in the first quarter. James Harden is what I want you to keep an eye on. In this first play, at least to start. James gets out in transition here, looking around. Ooh, a little behind the back pass to Joel Embiid, who gets the finish. Oh, between the legs? James, don't hurt him. The 76ers would end up up big in this one. Joel Embiid going to work, gets the floater to go. Let's take one more look there. Has a crowd. Easy work for Joel. And then once again, spin cycle off the glass, gets the friendly roll. He didn't even need to play in the fourth quarter. They were up by that much. Joel Embiid has put up monstrous numbers, though, during Philly's five game win streak. Take a look here. Averaging 37 points per game on almost 60% shooting, the win streak has gotten Philly within a game and a half of Boston for the two seed and three back of the Milwaukee Bucks for the top seed. So Kendrick Perkins. It's been a while since you helped to booster, to bolster my vocabulary. Do you have a word for the 76ers and Joel Embiid?
1: Uh, Well, you know, I just dropped the book, The Education of Kendrick Perkins, and yes, I do. I do have one. Fantasmagorical, okay? And you know what that means, Malika? (laughs) It means dreamlike. It means like, And that's exactly what I've been seeing. As growing up in Houston and being an Elijah One fan, I see dream and Joel Embiid. That's who I see. Elijah One 2.0. You talk, talk about turnarounds over both shoulders, check that. You talk about the ability to get to the free throw line because he can't be guarded, check that. You talk about the face-up game, check that. You talk about real protection on the other end, check that. You talk about steals, for a center, check that. When I look at Joel Embiid and I look at his offensive package for us being able to score the ball, he's Akeem One 2.0 because he has an uh, offensive package that Akeem One didn't have when it comes to adding more to his game because of the evolution. Mm. So that's the word of the day. Can you pronounce it? No, I
2: don't think so. Can you one more time phonetically for me? Say only one more time. What's the word?
1: You, you, you heard what I said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on it in the break. Kendrick Perkins, thank you so much. Please do not go too far because that's the east bracket. But I want to keep things pushing. To the west, to the west. I know that's, that's not the lyric, but you see what I did there. The playoff picture, the play-in picture out west, if we're going to keep that bubble analogy going, take a look at how 9 through 12 are shaping up. This was heading into games on Sunday. The Lakers, the Jazz, the 9 and 10, and then the Thunder and the Pelicans, they were on the outside looking in. And that all shifted after things went down last night in Crypto.com Arena, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, they each dropped 30 points. That's without Jalen Brunson. Remember, the Knicks, they knocked off the Lakers 112, away. Anthony Davis, he was held to 17 points in the loss. He had this to say after the game.
1: Uh, everything. Um They had a good friend, defensively, offensively, uh I wasn't there. Um, I say, free throw layups, um, the handle, of the shots, uh, so everything offensively. Um, I say guys play well tonight, um, did their job, Tennis D Boston, Swing, really all these guys, um, did more than enough to help win the game. Um, I didn't do my part.
2: All right, so this is how much things change when we look at the last 24 hours. The Jazz and the Thunder, they are now in that play-in picture, and then the Pelicans and the Lakers are 11 and 12. So things have changed a little bit. I want to bring in Monica McNutt here because as you're looking at those teams, Monica, is your one that you're looking at that you have the biggest question mark surrounding?
3: Honestly, for me, Malika, it's the Lakers. I think the Jazz, I'm not sure exactly what their aspirations are this particular season. You think about the Thunder, the Pelicans have kind of been battling injuries for quite some times now. But I'm looking at the Lakers. Is this a squad that is going to continue to make a push? And I'm not necessarily um deterred by last night's performance Mm. i think the importance of lebron james and jalen brunson to their respective respective teams excuse me cancels out this one so i'm not particularly alarmed but more importantly malika The conversation has shifted to, can the Lakers get into position for LeBron James to get healthy and make that push? Mm. I am never saying that you wanna be on the floor without LeBron James when you can have him as a teammate. But I am acknowledging, is his reinsertion into this lineup going to be as seamless as people think? I'm just wondering. And so the Lakers are a team I've got my eye on. Um, as they look to make this push down the stretch.
2: Right, and one question, Monica, that I have is when are we going to see LeBron James? Because we haven't seen him in quite some time, welcoming in our senior writer, Mm -hmm. Ramona Shelburne, for some more on this. Ramona, what's the latest regarding LeBron? Well,
4: guess what? He was back last night at that game. You were working the sidelines for that game. I saw you there. And he was in... They, he had no walking boot he was on the bench he had yep. been away from the team for the past two games with a medically excused absence he was back walking without a boot walking well I saw him walking out and he looked I didn't see a limp but if you look back to the initial timeline the last game he played was February 26th they said it's a three-week timeline for the reevaluation. that that's a reevaluation next week and so the sense that everyone had around the Lakers it could be longer but as as Darvin had him said yesterday things are going as expected they're going as planned and and he's progressing well
2: right and I imagine when LeBron when he's tweeting after all these yeah I love this squad I love what they're doing he's looking at their play on the court and this is a team that I imagine I haven't talked to him that he's excited to rejoin based on the flashes that they're showing there's a couple of other guys Mm -hmm. in my code Ramona that I wanted to hit in the west because Zion Luca Carl Anthony Towns they have all had various injuries what are the timelines and updates on any of those
4: guys well I mean Carl Anthony Towns has been traveling with the team he's been out uh, since November with that calf injury and that calf injury was very serious it was grade three calf calf strain which is basically a tear um, but he was at practice the other day getting up getting us some shots and from what I'm told he's getting closer the only there's no there's no exact date for his return that's been set yet but it won't be this week but it he is getting closer and the fact that he's back out there where you could see him is a big step forward for him. Okay, so we are keeping an eye out. The time could be coming that we see Carl
2: Anthony Towns back on the floor, and this is a Timberwolves team that has playoff aspirations, and getting Carl Anthony Towns back will be a big part of that. Ramona, please do not go too far because we have a packed show today still to come on NBA Today. Mark Madness, it is fully underway. So Jonathan Gavoni, he is in the building to tell us who is giving Scoot some competition as the number two overall pick. That is interesting. And what is it? I mean, Steph Curry, Ramona at home, just this home cooking. That's great. The chef's on full display, but then their road woes, still a major concern. So we're going to dive into all of that. And the Kings, those Kings have surpassed almost everyone's <laughs> expectations this season, but Monica McNutt, she has an even bolder prediction about another team that you're going to want to hear. It's out West. Stay tuned.
0: Now let's talk about the play of the week. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
3: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
5: You're watching the ESPN Tournament Challenge
1: Marathon.
5: Brandon Miller, he's just different. He reminds me of Kevin Durant. They have the best player, arguably, in the entire country, in Brandon Miller. Throw it. Down. Miller now heating up. He's passing Miller on a two-hand flush. Your most valuable player,
0: Brandon Miller.
2: Welcome back to NBA Today. Brandon Miller and Alabama won the SEC tournament yesterday and secured the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. But in February, a Tuscaloosa police investigator testified that former Alabama player Darius Miles texted Miller to bring him his gun on the night of a shooting that killed 23-year-old Jamia Harris. Now, Miles was indicted on capital murder charges, but Miller has not been charged with any crimes. And this is almost certainly something that NBA teams, they're going to take into account, right? Miller is currently third in the latest NBA mock draft according to Jonathan Gavoni and Miller is only behind Victor Wenbanyama and Scoot Henderson. So I want to bring in the aforementioned Jonathan Gavoni and our senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski and I want to dive a little bit more into Brandon Miller here. I want to stick with him on the court though. What makes him such an intriguing prospect here?
6: Well Malika, he's what every NBA team is looking for right mm. now. Six foot nine, can handle the ball, can pass, can shoot versatile defensively, SEC player of the year, first team All-American, um, led his team to a tremendous season, yeah. um, trying to make their first Final Four ever here for Alabama. Uh, and you know, this is what teams are, are, are all in the market for right now, mm. this type of player who can do a little bit of everything on both ends of the floor.
2: Yeah, when you're listing off his resume, right, it seems like a no-brainer, but Woj, how are teams balancing his, his very real off-the-court legal issues and his apparent on-court abilities?
5: I I think if his story and his attorney's story stands up, that there are no charges brought and there's no sense there's any investigation going on that would lead to charges with him that he didn't know he was transporting a gun in the back seat, Mm -hmm. Uh, it was concealed under some clothing, and didn't realize what he was bringing uh, uh, the car back over to Miles for, I think right now he stands up. He's a player you can draft where you want to take him. And right now you talk to teams, uh, you know, only one team is going to pick second. And only one team is going to have this decision to make after Victor Wambiyama goes number one. But I think there is a lot of sentiment around the league and, and of teams and potentially in the lottery, you know, that Brandon Miller has risen up the charts and, and may have overtaken scoot henderson just the mm. potential with him is just and the kind of upside is jonathan mentioned uh he is exactly the prototype of the modern nba wing star that every team wants to have feels like they need to have to win championships you
2: said overtake scoot and my ears kind of perked up how high could he go jonathan
6: NBA teams are telling me that he's firmly in the mix at number two. Interesting. They um, have been a little bit mixed on on Scoot Henderson this season. His decision-making hasn't evolved quite the way that they were hoping. His defense has been just okay. And he hasn't been an every-game player for G League Ignite. Sometimes yeah. he plays, sometimes he doesn't. The college basketball uh, realm is much more comfortable for them to to evaluate, and they mm. see a guy who's a first-team All-American, SEC Player of the Year, they know what that means. Scoot Henderson, you know, six-foot-two guards, they're a little bit dime-a-dozen in today's NBA, six-foot-nine mm you know playmaking wing who yeah. can play pick and roll who can go get his own shot who can shoot off the dribble who can guard you know 2 through 4 that's hard to find
2: 6 foot 9 playmaking wing we actually have a tape that I'm hoping you can talk us through a little bit let's take a look at some of those plays because this is this is fascinating what he's able to do here
6: so you see the way he can push the ball off the defensive glass and you see the vision that he's showing here. He, he's dribbling with his head up. He finds the, his open man off a live dribble. Um, th- this is really unique for a guy who's six foot nine who can play power forward but has the skill set of a guard and then he can go get his own too. You can give him the ball late in the clock. He's gotten much better with his shot creation ability throughout the season. Is you know the shot making here that you see the step back dribble. Also the the two point percentage has improved all year long and then you see in the open floor you know getting downhill with a head of steam. He's got some real explosiveness here. Not the, you know, his best trait, but um, he can definitely get up with a runway.
2: So as we're talking about Scoot and as we're talking about Miller, is this more about one or the other moving up in teams and players' minds, or is it is it more someone that they're not seeing something out of Scoot here?
5: And I think as Jonathan said, Brandon Miller is the prototype. Yeah. And a, a, a shorter combo guard, teams feel like they can find that. It is hard to replicate who Brandon Miller is, and you look around the NBA at um, you know Paul George, Jason Tatum, you know those big, great wing forwards. That's what resonates with teams. Scoot Henderson is an outstanding prospect. Uh, Character-wise, he is off the charts. Checks out. Yeah, it's been a little bit of an inconsistent season for him in G, G League Ignite. And remember, you know, you're splitting hairs when you're at two and three. It doesn't mean Scoot Henderson is not still an outstanding NBA prospect. But this is what happens. You know, before the season, it looked like Wimbayama, uh Henderson, won two. And then a season happens and college basketball happens. And here's Brandon Miller on the best, what's been the best team in the country, having just a remarkable season. And again, showing people at a high level against great competition. Now he's got a big runway in the NCAA tournament to further uh, solidify himself. You know, that's
6: why this all is fluid from the preseason to now as we get closer to the June draft. Mm, Absolutely. Well, as you're seeing this film that we just showed from the G League Ignite uh, uh, Metropolitans games in October, that version of Scoot Henderson is no question the number two pick in the draft. The problem is that we have not seen that version of him consistently this season. Mm. Just in terms of the turnovers, the um, the, decision-making, the defensive intensity, it's been all over the place for NBA teams. They've been out to see him, and they said, You know, he he hasn't shown that same fire that we saw from him in October when he was so mad at Victor that he just went right out his throat. If that version of Scoot Henderson is there all season, he is a number two pick in the draft, but he's opened the doorway here for for Brandon Miller to rise and potentially be number two with a strong NCAA tournament showing.
2: We had Scoot on the show uh, at All-Star Weekend, and it feels like anything that he can use as bulletin board material, maybe even the fact that Brandon Miller is starting to catch him, if you will. He's going to put that on the bulletin board and his play is going to rise. And that's what makes this so much fun. I cannot wait to watch the NCAA tournament. Jonathan, thank you so much. Woj. Well, please do not go too far because still to come on NBA today, we have one month left in the regular season. So we have some bold predictions that our analysts are prepared to make, but Monica McNutt, it may catch you by surprise, but coming up next, we're going to dive into why Steph Curry and the dubs, they are dominant at home and just not so great on the road. We have some numbers. You're going to want to see them. Plus, As you all fill out your brackets, we're going to jog your memory. A look back at some of the best tournament plays from current NBA stars. It's all ahead. Don't go anywhere. You're watching the ESPN Tournament Challenge Marathon. Download the Tournament Challenge app and fill out your men's and women's brackets now.
0: We are where we are. We're searching a little bit on the road.
1: The Warriors have now lost eight straight on the road.
0: For whatever reason, the defense struggled.
1: The Chase Center, home of the Golden State Warriors. has been one of the best home teams in the NBA. I can
3: beat them, I believe Let's tell me what's the best. Curry again from
4: way
1: downtown. Warriors have now won seven straight at home.
4: How do you bottle up some of this home magic and take it on the road?
1: No idea. We'll figure it out though.
2: Good question from Lisa Salters. Welcome back to NBA Today with our full panel now. It's been dubbed one of the most confusing seasons, right, of all time. I want to check out what the Warriors did on Saturday against the Milwaukee Bucks just to illustrate this further. I'm going to pick this up, though, Ramona, with under two minutes to go in the fourth. The Warriors down by eight at this point. It was the Steph Curry show, right? Passes to Draymond Green here, gets it back in the corner. Tough shot. Drew Holiday defending him pretty well.
4: Pretty I mean, he's right in his face. Right,
2: and then Steph goes and the other way once again lays it in cuts the lead and now we have a tie game 22 seconds here steph going to work over devon carter splash from 24 feet the warriors take a one point lead and steph is letting the people at home know and then drew holiday who has been excellent for the Milwaukee Bucks not here though Steph Curry gets the game ceiling or, or regulation rather ceiling play and we are headed to overtime and this is when I wondered Ramona are the Warriors going to be tired they exuded so much gas trying to get back in this one nope Steph Curry lays that one in at they, home. they took
4: over in yeah. overtime yeah, 13 points in the fourth quarter 11 during that stretch. I mean we, it, it, you you underestimate Steph Curry and how great he is because he has done this so many times in right the past. Well and I should mention that there was no Giannis Attentacumpo in this one but
2: still the, the Warriors home dominance. It's continued right. They've improved to 28 and seven that's currently tied for fourth in the league. And then on the other hand their seven <laughs> and 26 road Ooh. record. Get this. It is tied for third worst in the league. Third worst. So that is an incredible split. And what's mind boggling to me is it's not like we're talking about, oh, this is when Andrew Wiggins, yeah. an excellent defender, plays and when he doesn't play. It's the same personnel. And I'm speaking about it in this tone because I'm from there and it hurts. <laughs> Ramona, what is the biggest difference for the defending champs when they're playing at home? It's defense. They're 28th. I but mean, why? It's. Just defense,
4: it's, it's, it's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't understand. No, it, it like okay, first of all, it's perimeter defense, right? If you don't have the point of attack covered, then it doesn't matter how well uh it doesn't matter how well Draymond Green or Kevon Looney can rotate behind if your perimeter mm-hmm. defense is not there. And that's talking about even Klay Thompson. That that's like Jordan Poole, like on the perimeter, they are leaky and they're 28th in defense on the road guys. So like do you, when you say you're 28, that means there's only two teams that are worse than you. 29th and 30th. There's a lot of teams. Look at that. I, I don't understand. So when we talk so about point of attack defense trying to win. The Warriors defense on the perimeter is atrocious on the road. Yeah, that is just commitment to competition. That's what Draymond Green was trying to call out a couple weeks ago when he looked into the cameras and you know when you do one of those press conferences where you you just barely ask one question and the guy just has a message yeah. to deliver. Yeah. Draymond has been trying to say this all year long. It's not having any effect yet. It's just not I have
2: to wonder, Monica, at this point, is there some, because I, usually when I can't figure something out, I, I go to our, our researcher, Michael Schwartz, and I say, what's happening? Give me the numbers. He's even said, there is no numbers that make sense of any of this. I have to wonder, is it, is it a mental block at this point? How, how do you evaluate all this?
3: Well, it's interesting, Malika, because last week, Becky Hammond said when we were all together on yeah. Women's International Women's Day, mm-hmm. she called it a professionalism thing. And that mm. has kind of sat with me since she said it, because at the root of it, yeah. the commitment to defense is a want to. It's a will to. It's a communication. And for a team to be so drastically different at home and on the road, like it's getting up here at this point. Right now, the one number that I will go to in terms of the road and home difference is rebounding. Typically, they are out-rebounded on the road. As a team that shoots a ton of threes, often those are long rebounds. That's sure. essentially a run-out pass to allow a team to get out and transition, and the other team is rolling offensively. So. That's the one area like, okay, if you're not going to um, lock up, so to speak, on the perimeter at the point of attack that Ramona mentioned. Well, maybe if you eliminate some second chance points and in possessions by getting defensive rebounds or even find your way to easier baskets with offensive rebounds. Could that be an area that could help turn the tide? But I, Perk, I'm going to introduce this um, vocabulary word. I am completely befuddled by this Warriors squad.
2: I can pronounce that one, befuddled. (laughs) Um, All right, do we have positive perk or do we have pesky perk? What's your level of confidence in the Warriors figuring all of this out before the playoffs start?
1: Uh, I don't have a level of confidence. There's zero there. I told you, they done with when it comes to them repeating, and I feel that way. But look, let me me enlighten y'all on something. So when the Warriors came to Houston, I actually tried to get buy my, my son some tickets. I wanted to take them to the game. Mm. The tickets were sold out. The Houston Rockets are not that damn good. So why did I bring up that moment? It's because they're the champs and everyone wants to beat the champs. So when you go on the road, you gotta have a different mentality. The, the Warriors, they have different faces in their rotation, not from last year. So those guys didn't experience the championship. Mm-hmm. So they don't know the mentality that you have to bring on the road. They don't know the sense of urgency that you gotta have. Because when you're the champion, you're going to get everybody best shot. Yeah. So if you're not ready on the road, and you're not prepared mentally, and that professionalism is not there, then you're gonna have a record like the Warriors have right now. It's not that hard, it's really, really simple. Mm -hmm. They're just not there when it comes to being mentally prepared to get everybody best shot.
2: Well, they are going to be at home tonight, and it should be kind of an interesting one, right, because they face the Kevin Durant-less Suns at home tonight. That one's on ESPN. Ramona, what are you hearing on Kevin Durant on the ankle injury that he sustained during pregame warm-ups on Wednesday?
4: Well, I mean, this this injury is a significant injury, but it's there's also this sense with the Suns that they have – they're not worried about needing time for them to gel. Like, they – he is Kevin Durant, and he's played with Devin Booker and on Team USA. He's played with Chris Paul in other situations. Like yeah. normally, you would expect you need uh, three, four weeks for a team like this to play together and come together. But there's a sense that they're just being very cautious. And James Jones said the other day, like if this was the playoffs, maybe he would try it. I mean, I I think with his injury history and especially lower leg injuries, right. that is why you are extra careful here to get him feeling as good as he can before the playoffs. But the sense I have is that if he comes back. It will be towards the end of the regular season with just a couple of games left here right
2: and i'm not you know the the thing that goes off in my mind right is okay we didn't have to see very many games between the the nets big three they weren't healthy we talked about we they don't need that much time to gel Uh i'm not saying this is the case at all kevin durant he wants to be on the floor that's who kevin durant is but it's like come on i it was such a bummer to watch that so i i hope to see kevin durant back on the floor soon um before the suns and the warriors game though the grizzlies they take on the mavericks on our network as well and grizzlies coach taylor Jenkins. He said that there's still no timetable for John Morant's return. But Ramona, what more can you tell us about his process to potentially return? So
4: all this is about the NBA investigation taking place and what the NBA has been looking at. And, and this takes some time because of the serious nature of the of, of what we saw in the video would appear to be a gun. The uh, investigation has to look at a can you prove was that actually a firearm? That's not as simple as it sounds. Right. Then you have t- eyewitness testimony of who might have been at the club. Was this gun ever on NBA premises? Right. Was it on a team plane? And this investigation, if you don't actually have the uh, weapon in, in question or that what appeared to be a weapon, takes some time. And so the Grizzlies have been moving with this sort of indefinite time frame even though they keep putting actual days on there and the players themselves have this idea that he could be back at some point or they could be without him and there's this sort of uncertainty about it that when I talked to Tyus Jones who's the starting point guard there and they pay him like a starter as you know Malika they do that for a reason Um, he's operating like I have to be the leader I have to be the starter for the foreseeable future right so no john morant tonight for sure the grizzlies and the mavericks on espn but
2: here's the deal we're just one month away right from the first round of the playoffs. so if you're looking at these two teams and i want to start with you here monica there's very different brands of question marks surrounding the grizzlies surrounding the dallas mavericks but if you were (laughs) to see who has a higher ceiling which i know is a difficult question to answer right now who would you say of those two teams
3: Oh, man. Well, I think I'm still going to lean the Memphis Grizzlies. And for me, it's a relatively simple equation. That's a team that still has an ability to defend at a high level, even though they're missing three key guys, potentially. And the Steven Adams thing is particularly curious, as we're not expecting him now until the postseason at best. But they still have a constitution there in terms of a defensive identity. I have been... Puzzled flat out by the decision Be-fuddled. that the Mavs made because mm-hmm. they gave up so much. And as much, is a good word, right? As much as they can score when they are healthy and whole, I just think a shootout in the Western Conference is dangerous. At some point, somebody has to get a stop. And I still think the Memphis Grizzlies have the pieces to be able to do that.
2: Hmm, Park, where do you fall on this? I,
1: I, <laughs> I disagree with Monica so bad <laughs> for the simple fact that Look, I love what Damn Dylan yeah. Brooks has been doing for us being the emotional leader. Steven Adams being out is huge. Jaron Jackson, I still have to see him stay out of foul trouble consistently and be on the floor. And look, Desmond Baines, right, he's gonna get a big payday, he has upped his game, but he's still not in that star or superstar caliber. You have that in Dallas. You have Kyrie Irving. Luka is going to be back. Just those two guys alone are a problem. And I would have to give the nod to them over the Memphis Grizzlies for the simple fact you're looking at two of the best isolation players in the game today. The other pieces, hey, it is what it is. But I also, I also trust J. Kidd. I trust J. Kidd and his demand of yep. actually. Getting the best of what he can out of this roster on the defensive end. So if I had to decide between the two, I'm going with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks over this Memphis Grizzlies team that don't have John Morant right now and don't have Steven Adams.
4: I'm going to go alongside with you, Per. I'm sorry, Monica. You want She wants to jump in. Go ahead, Monica. She got to defend But herself. Dallas
3: is not healthy right <laughs> now either. But go ahead.
4: My only thing was no, neither no, no, team I'm is gonna... healthy right now. But continue.
3: Go ahead, but Ramon. But look,
4: to now. me, I'd go— I would No, go my only with... thing is Dallas is not healthy right now either. That's right. true. Luka's not healthy. Kyrie's not healthy. But I'll always go with the two superstars who have carried teams by themselves, and now they are together. Like, I've seen Luka Doncic right. carry a team in hey, the playoffs all the way to the Western Conference Finals last year. We've seen Kyrie Irving carry the Brooklyn Nets, carry teams that he has been on. And so it—, it I'll roll with those two guys right now ahead of the Grizzlies, just because of the cloud of uncertainty yeah. around John Morant, <laughs> around Stephen Adams, and this is coming from somebody who picked the Grizzlies to win the West at the beginning of the preseason. So it's not like I don't believe in them. I just think right now the uncertainty around them is too is too high. Yeah.
2: If all of the
4: questions are answered, then I might on both sides, then I might be rolling with the Grizzlies.
2: But as it's presently constructed, the Mavericks again befuddled a little bit, but I have this belief. Maybe it's too much like the Warriors. Oh, they're gonna figure it out. There's too much talent. <laughs> They're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it. We're not going to know tonight who has the higher ceiling, but we do have a very special NBA Monday doubleheader. It starts with that game. The Lone Star State and the Mavs hosting the Grizzlies. That's at 7.30 Eastern. And then we're going to head to San Francisco for Steph and the Warriors hosting Devin Booker and the Suns. That one should be fun. Coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 7 live from Los Angeles. Still ahead though. We're gonna go time traveling a little bit. I wanna relive some of our favorite NBA players' moments from the oh. NCAA tournament. We have a very special top of oh, top coming up. We'll so young. I know the babies.
4: <laughs> you know, I covered Russell Westbrook on that UCLA team. Really?
1: Fox,
5: oh, crossover.
1: Fox oh. goes,
5: oh. hands and scores. a curve. For me to put pen down the paper you gotta show me that
1: you know what i'm worth don't miss your chance to shout kings nation their 40th win of the season did you hear me on that their 40th win
4: of the season
2: Clearly that fan at Summer League he was on to something because the Kings have now won 40 games for the first time since 2005-2006 that just so happens to be the last time they made the playoffs. However, seven teams they do have shorter odds to win the West than Sacramento, which is a little bit wild wow. that they're even behind the 11th place Lakers at 30 to 1. This is why wow. I this is
4: why I don't this is why I, I don't Oh, that's going oh, on some oh, bulletin oh, oh, boards oh, oh. up there. All right.
2: Some folks were high on the Kings. <laughs> I don't think anyone had them, though, as a two-seed in the West. I, I agree with you on it. It's going on a bullpen. Um Most teams have around 15 games left in the season, so I want some bold predictions for the remainder of the NBA season here. Perk, you want to start us off? Be big. Be bold.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what? When a person shows you who they are, We have to believe them. Mm -hmm. And the Sacramento Kings have the fifth best record in the league, second best record in the Western Conference, and we are still doubting them. We're still talking about they don't have the experience. They ain't doing this. But guess what they do have? They have De'Aaron Fox, who's an all-star, who's one of the best closers in the fourth quarter in the game today. They have Sabonis, who's one of the best bigs in the game today outside of Jokic, MB, Giannis, uh, and Anthony Davis. They also have Harrison Barnes, who is a champion, yep. who is a knockdown three-point shooter, a 3 and D guy. They have Keegan Murray, who has an old soul, baby. He does all the things and more, bringing the intangibles knocking down threes, playing with a high IQ. They have Malik Monk coming in off the bench. They can serve you a 40-piece. They have a well-coached team led by Mike Brown. Why don't we believe in them? They are going to the Western Conference Finals this season. They are. I don't know if that's a bold prediction, that's but damn it, I'm jumping off the ledge. I They're going to the Western Conference spot.
2: Somewhere, Mark Jones is nodding his head it. and saying it. yes, Perk. That is absolutely what's going to happen.
4: Uh, Ramona, can you top that in terms of boldness? <laughs> oh, no, I definitely cannot be more bold than that. Uh, unless you want to beam me up something. Um, like, I'm going to go with the New York Knicks, okay? Just caught them in L.A. And it was like, this is the second night of a back-to-back, okay? They three in a row Julius Randle if ever there's a night for him to sit out take a breather he'd been in a little slump no this man was back in the game He's played all 70 of their games this year I talked to him last night he said I want to play all 82 God willing if I can I will in this era of load management we need to call out when somebody like Julius Randle is out there every single night last night went for 33 25 in that first half set the tone for the Knicks in a very big win for him I think they get all the way up to the five seed. And play the Cavs in the first round in this fun, first round, what-could-have-been matchup. I like it. I love it. And that
2: in Madison Square Garden is going to be electric. All right, uh, Monica, since your Knicks were already talked about, do you have a bold prediction for the rest of the season? (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was
3: sort of bold, but compared to Perk, like maybe I'm a little (laughs) bit more chill than I thought. And contrary to my initial thought, because I agree with Perk, When people show you who they are, believe them. But I'm going to not stand by that in this moment and say (laughs) that the Clippers have turned a corner. I get you. And they're going to make a push the rest of the way. I just think... I've been so thoroughly frustrated with this Clippers organization and they have the talent on that roster and they have tremendous coaching, obviously in Ty Lue, that it's just kind of do or die. I'm convinced that this is the boiling point. The second half of that outing versus the Grizzlies is where they turn it over. They've now won three. And I think this is the team that we're gonna start to see down the stretch that puts them in a position to maybe shake something up in the postseason. I'm not ready necessarily to put them in the Western Conference Finals or Finals, but I do think they are
2: turning a corner, I think? Yeah, I was going to say, when you said shake something up, how high does that mean that they're going to march? That's not a
1: prediction. <laughs> that is not a prediction. That's not a bold what? prediction what? they go going turn the corner. we talking about a veteran team. What are they going to do, Monica? Are they going to the Western Conference Finals, or are they going to represent the West in the finals? You got to jump off the porch now. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
3: All right, all right, all right. I'm going to go. Uh, Do mm. it. She's no. falling out over there. I think I'm going to put him in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, so we got Kings I think Clippers. I'm going to put him in the Western Conference Finals, because
2: you're right. All right. So we I can think get
4: 176-175 again. Okay, yeah, 176-175
2: yeah. so is coming to a there playoff screen near you. Well, Monica, the quest will continue in our Wednesday doubleheader <laughs> for the Clippers. But first, Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs take on Joel Embiid, newly named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week and the 76ers at 730 Eastern. And then it's that Clippers game that I mentioned against Steph and the Warriors. Oop, the Warriors on the road. How's that going to go? Coverage tips with NBA countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. All right, coming up next, we have a very special Top of the Top honoring the best of the big dance moments from players that are now in the NBA. Stay tuned. That's coming up next. This should be fun.
4: You're watching the
2: ESPN Tournament Challenge Marathon. Welcome back to NBA Today. In the spirit of March Madness, we're going to get into some top of the tops NBA NCAA moments. These are moments from when players... We're in the NCAA tournament current players. We're gonna start with top ducks. Arizona, Benedict Matherin.
4: Where is oh, oh my goodness.
3: Oh yes. You know when
2: the
4: bench oh, starts doing I something like this? this? Oh! Where's Richard Jefferson when you need him? That was when we learned how to say his name, Ooh. right?
2: And then we have Russell Ooh. Westbrook. Oh. Mm-hmm. UCLA days, Ramona.
4: I was there for these Look games. Russell Westbrook was not the most heralded player at the time, but he arrived on that in that tournament run. Ooh, my goodness. And then, oh, I remember that face,
2: that? Young Jason, Jason Tatum Jason. 2017 oh, so against real. South Carolina He's throwing it down. Let's get to some top performances here. Steph Curry, he dropped 40 points against Gonzaga in 2008. Oh. He still kind of looks like that. Yeah, babyface assassin, right? That's <laughs> what they call him for a reason. He demolished Georgetown on the tomorrow,
3: though. to doing this, I remember.
4: And then you have De'Aaron Fox. Is that this, was a reve- yes, this was a revenge game because Lonzo's team had beat them oh. earlier in the season in Kentucky. Oh, and then Blake Griffin, 33 and 17 against Michigan. That was Ooh, what
2: 2009. Oh, throw it down. And then uh, let's do some top dimes.
4: I want to re- look at him is looking around. This is UCLA? Uh, Kevin Love. He looks so. That's Kevin Love's specialty—that long outlet pass. Kevin Love to Russell Westbrook.
2: Ooh, oh, he looks so little.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Russ kind of has a, the similar. And then I'm wow, ooh. look at them.
2: And then Jose Uh-oh. Alvarado. Don't do that, Jose Alvarado. Ah, uh,
4: oh shirt. my goodness. Mm-hmm.
2: And then we have mm-hmm. we have Nova, Jalen Brunson to Dante Divincenzo. Where's Josh Hart? <laughs> there you go. Look at Jalen's hair. On the way to a title. We should have
4: <laughs> known. We should have known back then. Right? And then Anthony Davis, title game versus Kansas. Oh, defensive monster in this game. Broke the NCAA mm. freshman record 183
2: mm-hmm. blocks that season. Ooh. The brow. Zion Williamson. We got him, too. that brow. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the brow was on. It was on a full display. Ooh. And so were Zion's shot blocking ability. Keep
3: it on the court. I got to see that one in person.
2: And then Jaden Ivey, chase down block here. Ooh. I need another angle of that one. That was pretty. I love it. And then, how about some game winners for you? Could I interest you in some
4: Jordan's split? Awesome. Oh, God, is that the Michigan Jordan team. split when he's. is <laughs> yeah. Win? In the short oh shorts Michigan gosh. team.
2: Look at him. <laughs> and then we have Enrique. Oh, to yes, win Arike. it. Yes, uh-huh. 2018. Nailed that game winner. That was a semis. Here's the final. Does it again. Boom. She knows what she's doing, hits the game winner. Woo. And then what was this?
4: Oh, the Crazy. best for last. Jalen Suggs, buzzer beater, stands on the scorer's table. You know what, when you hit that shot, you do stand on the table. I
2: think that I had absolutely no problem for that. Yeah. So get your phones out. We want to know, what does your tournament bracket look like? Take the tournament challenge. Get your phone, scan the QR code. The tournament's about to be underway. We need your picks. You're watching the ESPN Tournament Challenge Marathon. Download the Tournament Challenge app and fill out your men's and women's brackets now. Filling out your brackets has never been easier with the
4: ESPN Tournament Challenge app. It's free, so just scan and bam, you're ready to go. The app lets you fill out as many as 25 men's or women's brackets
2: by using one of our simple autofill options that automatically makes picks for you. Still not sure who
4: to pick? Just go with your gut. You can pick your favorite team to win it all, or pick a big upset and tap Finish My Bracket to fill in the rest. It is that easy. Tip-Off is
2: coming. Download and fill out your brackets now with the ESPN Tournament Challenge app. It is good that it's that easy because I always have trouble filling out my bracket. All right, the tournament, is about to be underway, so it's time for some picks. Big perk. I want to know your final four. Who you got?
1: Well, one, I'm going with Alabama. When you talk about adversity and you talk about it building chemistry because of adversity, that's what I've been seeing out of Alabama, and they have a superstar in this kid Miller. He could take over any game. I'm going with Texas next. When you talk about troops rallying around a coach, and Coach yeah. Terry, did you see the emotions after the Big 12 Championship? Mm. Did you see how they were uh, just bra- embracing his culture and everything around them? Plus, my day one is the assistant coach there, so it's a little bias. And then I'm going with Gonzaga. I could never count out Timmy. Park, Zags, about a veteran that's been there before who's going who, <laughs> who's going to who's going to rally his truth and last but not least i'm going with the big fella who should probably win national player of the year from purdue big mm. edie because he's 7'4, physical right down there. low mm. jump hooks iq on the offensive end their stars in a row that is my final four purdue Texas, Alabama, and how you say it? Gonzaga. Gonzaga.
2: This is the PSA announcement that we need yes. to do every March. It is Gonzaga, <laughs> not Gonzaga.
4: They are the Zags, not the Zogs, and that is how we Zags. pass it. Ramona, are the Zags in your final four? No, I'm taking UCLA over the Zags here. I know everybody loves Timmy, makes all the NIL deals, but I like Clint UCLA. Crumlin. I know that this is, a, this is a revenge game for them from a couple of years ago, and I just like, Jaime am All right, Monica, we have 30 seconds left. Women's bracket, who you got?
3: Oh, women's graphic, I'm taking South Carolina overall, but I got South Carolina, UConn, Stanford, Stanford. Stanford. Stanford, And I think there's going to be an upset for Indiana. I'm not sure. Oh, we got
2: some upsets in the house? All right, well, I cannot wait for the beginning of that. That's going to do it for us today. We will see you tomorrow right here on NBA Today because we got some good games tonight.